the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good Saturday afternoon to y'all. Thank y'all for, I don't know whether y'all listening in the car, y'all listening at home, but thank y'all for listening. On a boat. On a boat. I would love to be on a boat right now, but yeah, here we are. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> anyway, besides the point, welcome back into another Saturday of Woods and Water. I I'm sound like I'm here alone, but no, Dad's here. here. Dad is here. He's here in... Um, He's here physically. He's just yeah. not doing great physically. So he's uh his voice is not the best. So he asked me to carry this and so it it it's gonna be kind of an, inter- an interesting show. Um it's been a long week and me and Dad have both been sick and it's Mother's Day this weekend. So we decided to rerun a great Mother's Day show. And this is originally uh, a show that I did with my mom. It was a Thanksgiving show from November 27th of 2016. So it's been a few years ago. It's been a few now. years. So a lot of these, we might have better stories. <laughs> but well, we cut and pasted. Yeah, um, we did. We did our best. So, um, But this whole show is pretty much about my grandmama. Um, but before we got into that, I wanted to take this segment and call out my mom. Um she doesn't. Y'all don't hear about her much because she doesn't really. Except when I get in try, trouble. Yeah, except when you get in trouble. That is, she, that is true. Or we both get in trouble for going yeah, places. Yeah. Um, she doesn't travel with as much. Um, she'll go to iCast and a couple. We, she classics. she's going to the classics and all that. But um, she normally likes to stay in a hotel and chill out unless she got to weigh in. So, um, but she's always working behind the scenes. She always makes sure that I can actually go to this stuff. <laughs> I have all my school done because she is my, uh, my teacher for most things. Home. For another month. Um, you, we well, forget. We need yeah. to congratulate you. You graduate Gosh. Monday. Two days. You graduate from high school. I do. There have been times I have wondered <laughs> if either you or your mom would make it. <laughs> um, folks, homeschooling is not for the weak and faint of heart. I think the only reason we made it was because I am at school like five days a week. Well, that's later, but early on, no. That's true. Early on, yeah. Early on, I remember coming home one day from the office, and your mom was at the table staring at you across the kitchen table, and she said she's going to school tomorrow. <laughs> I said, so tell me, hun, what did she do today? And she said, well, I don't know. We argued for over an hour that a triangle has... Five sides, five corners to it. That was a square. Yeah, it was a square. <laughs> a I'm square just... has five corners. I don't understand. That's... I just didn't want somebody to be right. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? I know, I know. Okay. Well, continue on about mom. Yes, but she is always the one that makes me look good and brags about me. and she's She does a lot. I wish y'all knew everything she did. She keeps me and dad from killing each other sometimes. 
Oh, yeah. Um, she's, she may as well be. Peacemaker. Well, she may as well be wearing a black and white striped shirt. She's a ref every freaking day. So. <laughs> but really want to, like, thank her for everything she does. And I hate I won't be able to be with her on Mother's Day. I'm working. But. Part of the day. Part of the day. Um, but yes, she, you have a job. You have another, a real job now, too. <laughs> but it's okay because it gives me money to go do stuff. That's right. <laughs> and buy more tackle and get some more camouflage. Uh, a rifle. Yeah, I know. A you rifle. have to buy your own rifle. I'm still, I'm still trying to wiggle my way into uh, like not buying my own rifle. Oh yeah, you're gonna buy your rifle this Just year. Just getting a hand me down. No, no, you're gonna. Can buy I at your least own. have your bow? No. Please. No. Please. You can buy my bow. <gasps> See? I'm not gonna give it to you. Get a job. You make me start paying for everything. Nice. Hello. <laughs> that, is, that is the way it works. Um. Anyway, yeah. I, I remember the big, the biggest thing I remember about your mom, my wife. I say your mom like it's somebody <laughs> down the street or something. Your mom um, is uh is back the first when 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 you were when you were asked to do the first Shimano video. And that was in 18, 2018. 17. No, it was in 18. I thought it was in 18. Okay. Because no, I, I cast was 18 and 19. Oh, that's true. Okay. I think. I forget. Anyway, uh, we, we had some we had some in-depth conversations about if she does this, and how far does it go, um, <laughs> you know, and, and some limits. And your mom was very, she was very good about that diplomatic about I don't want her you know putting herself out there too much um but yet all the time encouraging you to do it because you needed some encouragement I couldn't I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't give you enough you know it had to come from her she yeah. saw it too she's had a better way of putting it than I did because there are times when you said you haven't you can't do anything and I you know made you cry until you did do it yeah I know like knocking the gator out of the equipment shed oh, gosh. and all that that so. would probably be a worse but uh yeah so all you moms out there um thank you for everything you do i mean the dads y'all we do a lot um and we do have a day father's day normally that's when you go to church and you get hammered on for that you need to be a better father Uh, but moms i mean and my mom was an outdoor mom and if for all the outdoor moms out there thank you for what you do for all the moms out there that aren't outdoor moms that still encourage, you know, your kids or your husband or something to get outside and, and be a part of it. We thank you for your, uh, we support. thank you for that too. Yeah, your support for that too. <laughs> um, but like I said, this is, this is originally done, uh, with my mom and I. Uh, mom will be 86 years old this year and they will celebrate their 65th wedding anniversary on October the 6th. Of this year, so that tells you that tells you just a little bit about my parents. Uh, Dad will be eighty nine, uh, and he had never got him on the show. He just he just wouldn't come on. But this is about my mom, and and uh, and she was an outdoor mom. She was raised in the country, and and there's a few funny little stories out there that we go talk about. And originally, Thanksgiving shows about memories, which is what everybody does around the holiday season. Is there? Talking and chatting and all around the table, we always lapse into talking about memories in the past. On this is what this originally was. So uh, it, it's a bit we we had to chop it up, 
Uh, it will sound good because Angelo is a magician over at the station. And uh, so just sit back and listen, and, and be sure to give your mom all her due this weekend. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back later in the show. It's the third year I've done this, and uh, it's been fun for me. Uh, I, I understand some people have enjoyed them too. So, But what I do is, is the first year I think I had my oldest daughter, Jordan, in here, and we just talked about memories, out, mostly outdoor memories. And then last year I think I did my brother, and that was kind of fun. So this year I'm, I'm really honored to have my mom. Thank you, Roger, for asking me to come. Oh, yeah. It's uh it's going to be interesting. This is sort of unique. Yeah, it is. It is very unique. Uh, for those of you that don't know my mom, she um, she grew up in Chester County. She went to the Baptist College in Columbia to get her nursing degree. And then you, pra- you went to Milledgeville, Georgia for something. Psychiatric training. Okay, psychiatric training, which she used on my brother and I. Uh, <laughs> and probably my dad to this day. Um <laughs> She met my dad on a sidewalk in Columbia. He was in the Navy. They got married on October the 6th, 1957, which means they've been married 59 years. Correct. Are you going to make it to 60? Absolutely. Absolutely. Seems like yesterday. Um, Seems like yesterday, I'm sure. I can remember those days when it was just the two of Debbie and I. Uh, She taught nursing. She worked in nursing homes. She went back to school, got her dental hygiene degree. She's a breast cancer survivor. How many years now? 31 years? Yes. 31 years, mm-hmm. 1984. Right. And uh, I was a senior in high school. That's about all I remember about it. For some reason or another, it's just kind of something I don't remember. Well, we just took it in stride. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, and during the same time she was undergoing chemo and radiation, she was finishing her degree at the Medical University of South Carolina. Yeah. Watched yeah. her graduate from MUSC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she was a great boy's mom because she kicked us out of the house and made us go do things outdoors. Ninety-four-five WGTK, the answer. It's a big bad world out there, and in this wonderful country. Money matters. George Fossing of North Star Financial and Retirement Planning. Make no bones about it. It is no fun being poor. You want to keep what you got. It scares people in retirement. They don't want to have to go back to work if they make a mistake. Find out how to avoid mistakes in your retirement planning with George Fossing on Stop Worrying, You're Retired. Saturdays at 5 here on 94.5 WGTK The Answer and online at NorthStar65.com. Hi, I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Night Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text free to 833-898-0500 and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. 
If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our Retirement Readiness Kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Joey Hudson here. We all know there's been an ammo shortage for the past two years, but CNC Indoor Range has been manufacturing quality ammo through it all. They just received a huge order of brass and primers, so they're giving our answer and listeners an extra 10% off of all CNC ammo orders until Mother's Day if you use promo code JOEY. You can order online at ccindoorrange.com backslash ccammo or tell them promo code JOEY in the store for your extra 10% discount. That's ccindoorrange.com and just choose CNC ammo and use promo code JOEY. The only two things we were allowed to do inside was when it was raining we could play basketball in one of the rooms. We took a coat hanger, bent it, Jammed it in the door jam and played basketball right, in the bedroom. Right. And we were allowed to roller skate in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> Around the table. <laughs> you practice your high jumps yes, in the kitchen too. We checked our high jumps. Yeah, there's there's a a a wall, a partial wall in the kitchen across the top of it, and it's got still got fingerprints to this day. Right. And we also have the, the measuring chart. The yes. height measuring chart mm-hmm. on the wall. Right. Um she has been a wonderful grandmother to five granddaughters. Absolutely. Which is a reward for having two boys. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, she actually taught Latin to three of her granddaughters. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and all five of them stayed with you. In fact, my 12-year-old still comes down right. once every other week and stays a few hours yeah. with you. That's why I was so young. Had, had young people around you. <laughs> That's right. So that's a little bit about my mom. Um, maybe I can convince Dad to come in next year. I'll lean on him really nice. hard. That's I'll right. I'll lean on really hard. I'll, yeah. say, I'll save Dad for next year. Um, but it was. She was, um, I know I'm here because she spent so many days on her knees. I did. That's probably the only way I survived. Exactly. Because I did some really stupid things growing up. Well, we all do that. <laughs> we do survive by prayer. <laughs> we do. Uh, I have logged and, and, and to be to not be a traveling salesman, I have put a ton of miles on the road. Every year, whether it's to go hunting, to go out west, to travel with my family, to us to travel with the radio show. And for those of you who have a mom like this, you know exactly the kind of lady I'm talking about. Well, you're awfully complimentary. But, Roger, you and Paul both have been such blessings. And your wives and uh, our little granddaughters. And I've had a wonderful uh, husband and parents. And also, I've really lived a blessed life. Yeah, we have. We yeah. really have. But this show is all about memories. Yeah. And, you know, when I was thinking back of, of what, there are some that vividly stood, stood out in my mind and yes. some that you say stood out in your mind. That's and, right. And I try to kind of bend these to the outdoors, but if they're not, that's fine because, you know, holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas is when you're around your family, you sit around the table, and it always goes back to things that happened Oh, five years ago. Do you remember this? And ten, and it's that way at our house. Most of the time at Thanksgiving and Christmas, the conversation always goes back. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we laugh and we have a good time remembering and all. And and that's what I kind of want to mirror on the show on Thanksgiving because a lot of families are just gotten up from the table and they're laying around the couch watching football. And they probably did the same thing we do. Right. Right. I've I found out <clears throat> since I've gotten older that... Um, my memories go back when you were, were small, the children and yeah. all. As you've grown up, seems like the the really 
memories that I should pay them. You were visiting, we were visiting, that's we right. didn't have that That's many. exactly and right. That's the way life should be. Yeah, that's probably the way everybody does. Right. But anyway, as a gentleman that you raised, I'll let you go first. Thank you. <clears throat> well, what I did is I, I thought about back in years past, and uh, what came to my mind, really striking, that's what I wrote down. Okay. But when you were a little boy, three of them went together. One of them was the garden. You remember the garden? Oh, yes. <clears throat> I loved, loved the garden. You loved the garden. I did. He loved picking the squash and the cucumbers. And the sweetest picture we have is you're sitting by the cucumber row, and you have this big basket of cucumbers that you but, couldn't carry. No. But but you were sitting there loving picking those cucumbers. Uh, let me – when, when we say <clears throat> garden, now this is a Chester County garden. Yes. This is not the five rows <laughs> by 20 feet I have in my backyard today. Look, we had a tractor, we had disc harrow, we had cultivators, you know, we had hoes, and and, and we had a garden that was probably almost really? an acre. Mm-hmm. It was really big. And and we canned, and we froze, mm-hmm. and we ate that all year long, mm-hmm. and we did it again the mm-hmm. next year. So mm-hmm. it was not, when when we say cucumber patch, I'm in a cucumber <laughs> patch. <laughs> That's why the basket was so full. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, along with that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> is the calves. We were raising calves at that time. And uh, you had one favorite called Penelope. Yes. And she was your pet. And one day, I missed you. And I looked out towards the pasture, uh, in the pump house, and, and Penelope was laying on the ground. And Roger had his head on Penelope's belly, and he was asleep. They both were asleep. So uh, that was the picture that came to my mind. Penelope was, she was full rot. She was. <laughs> she was. We would go out there, and it was, it was Butch. Right. Which was our Beagle yeah. and Penelope mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. And Dad had, at all times, he had different kinds of coffee. Yes. So it might be the little pellet stuff or it might be sweet feed. Now, for those of you not familiar with sweet feed, sweet feed has molasses in mm-hmm. it. Oh. And it had <laughs> it oats. And, good. Oh, it had oats and wheat and, you know, whatever else. So picture this, me with a bucket of whatever feed I could get hold of and Butch got a little bit, and he liked it, and Penelope got a little bit, and he, she liked it, and I got a little bit, and I liked it. So, <laughs> Any lasting effects in my life could come from the effects of sweet feed. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're so good at this, the sweet feed. And the, and the third thing that goes with that is when we had the snow and, and ice formed over it, we slid it all the way down the pasture. So those three things sort of went together. So that's what I included in my memories. Um, yeah, the garden. The garden was a big thing for us. Yes. We we planted it, we watered it, we weeded it, mm-hmm. we harvested it, and we canned it and froze it and froze it. And so, and, and, and to go along with that, you know, John and Renee Feaster and Toby mm-hmm. would come over and oh, we yes. we'd shuck corn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we'd play the Beatles. Yeah. We take the silk and put it on our head and pretend we were the Beatles. I, it, that's one of those things that's just emblazoned on my mind, right there in the corner of the porch, laying amongst right. I don't know how many years of corn, and we had all this corn silk all over us and all. I know, yeah. And uh, yeah, but <clears throat> is that all three? That yes, that's the three. That, no, and I have more. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. I have okay. more. That, I just clenched that those together. together. That was one. You know, <clears throat> the garden, Penelope. What was the third one? Uh, sliding down the ice. Let me tell you what. Wow. 
the the farm in Chester sits the house sits up a little knoll, and the big pasture, what we always call the big pasture, mm-hmm. slopes away out in front mm-hmm. to the pond. Mm-hmm. The pond is three hundred yards from the house. Perhaps so, yeah. Now I know that because you have Google Earth, and you can go Google oh. Earth, and you can put drop a pin at the house and go to the pond is three hundred yards. And when that snow, because we had some big snows, back we then. did. We have one picture of you is up to your knees. Yeah, but you were a little I was boy a little too. Boy, so you know, <coughs> kind of comparisons a little bit. Yeah, it was still deep, but that froze over. The pond froze over. You could sled from the house mm-hmm. to the pond over three hundred yards. Yeah, and you didn't yeah. do it but two or three times because you had to walk back up. <laughs> but yeah, that was amazing. That was an amazing mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. We don't have it now. But, no, we don't have but, it now. But that's my first. one. That's your first one. Yes, and those are vivid. And, and I can remember that picture. And I don't know if I remember that picture because I remember seeing the picture or because I remember how much fun I had in mm-hmm. the cucumber patch. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the time the snake showed up in the cucumber patch? No, I don't okay. remember that. Yeah. I remember the time I was picking cucumbers. It was just a corn snake. Mm-hmm. The okay. corn snakes looked like copperheads. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think my feet touched the ground until I got to the house. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I was just a little kid, you know. Uh, anyway, oh my, you know, I... I and coming up with mine, I, I wondered what I wanted to talk about, and I have some ideas. But I want to get to the biggest one first. Dad didn't hunt. Right. Obviously, you didn't hunt. No, I didn't. But in those years after we moved from Chester to Greenville, during the deer season, y'all would get up on Saturday morning. At 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, we would drive to Chester so I could go deer hunt. Why? Why? Did, to, 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 I know, I know y'all enjoy going to Chester, don't get me wrong, because that was uh-huh. your home and, and mm-hmm. your first place when, you know, that's the first place y'all really owned and it's still in the family now. Why would y'all get up at 4 o'clock in the morning on cold mornings? I remember some of those mornings. You know, I didn't stay in the stand, but maybe 45 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. When I say stand, I'm talking about a couple of two-by-sixes nailed up into a tree because I didn't have the clothes for it. My, I get, mm-hmm. my hands would turn blue. <laughs> I get cold. As parents, what made y'all get up at that unearthly hour of the morning to drive an hour and a half to let me go hunting and then drive back at lunchtime? Well, <clears throat> I love, for one thing, and two... We, you had energy and you had interest, and uh, so it was worth doing that for you. And um, three, it gave us a chance to go over there too. Okay. But we had to give you the opportunity to to have experiences and use up that energy. And if you got a deer or something, that was that was worthwhile too. So it was love. Okay. Love. I, I never knew, you know. And I remember those mornings that we'd get up. <clears throat> And it always seemed to be just ice cold. I don't know. Maybe that was just the mornings I remembered. I don't remember the mornings mm-hmm. where I sat up there. It was nice and pleasant. But I remember one morning in particular, we got up, drove to Chester. I don't know what y'all did when I went deer hunting, but I remember I had, there was a forked pine tree. Mm-hmm. You remember you went down below the loading pen, up across the hill, right. there was a forked pine tree over there. I had, Dad had helped me nail up a couple of boards between the two pine trees and laid a couple across. And it was so cold. I, didn't, I don't think I stayed more than 45 minutes. I don't think the sun was barely up yet. Yeah. And I came yeah. back in. And I remember that morning it just being so cold. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, why in the world would they get up 
and drive and three hour drive going and coming for me to knowing that I probably wasn't going to last very long, but you did it anyway. Well, I think your dad would have done most anything for you all, uh, for me. And, um, just he gave you that opportunity. He would do that for you. And that's one thing I, parents today, you have to give kids the opportunity. You've got to. You know, too often. You know, it was easy for y'all. I mean, it was a different lifetime. We're talking the mid seventies, eighties, different right. world altogether. But y'all made that kind of effort back then. Parents today can make the same kind of effort. Right. Times have really changed, though. Yeah. Um, people are are so busy. Uh, you you have to just make time to do things like that. And of course, we were blessed with the place in right. Chester. We were. Um, and we had ties over there. Yeah. And. Um, I would think that for a long time we felt like that was home, sure. even though we lived here in Greenville. Right. That, that was home. Yeah. And uh, I think we all enjoyed going back oh, over yeah. there. <laughs> we did. We did. We had oil heaters. Yeah, yeah So exactly. we'd go over there and light the oil, you'd, yeah. you'd light the oil heater, yeah. and it'd heat up a kitchen, and you'd just sit in there. And that was the, that was another thing about coming back from deer hunting. I knew it was going to be just uh-huh. nice and toasty, and I'd get over there in the corner in the rocking chair and could just unthaw. Right. Right. <laughs> well... I think, you know, we've run a little bit here. Let's let's uh let's go to the bottom of the hour break. Take that break, come back, share a couple more, right. laugh a little more. Right. And just relive some memories. Love it. All right. Love Hang on it. through the break. We'll be back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Kind of rain out kinda quick. This was originally done as a Thanksgiving show. With my mom and I, and it's a tribute to mom on Mother's Day weekend. So y'all hang on and listen in. I'm Hi. sitting here with my mom. Hello. If you haven't been listening. <laughs> mom is with me today. We're just talking about some memories of growing up in the country. And uh, it's her turn. <clears throat> I'm going to put one ahead of all the rest. Go ahead. It's when I learned of your boating skills. <laughs> oh, no. <clears throat> You're over in Charleston. We were in Garden City, so we rode down to visit you all one right. night. And you had the boat down there, and the Charleston Bridge, the new one, had opened up. Right. So we decided, even though it was getting late, that we wanted to go see the bridge at night. (laughs) Well, I'm not a very good uh, lover of water. But anyway, we did. Jordan and myself and you took out on that boat, and it was getting dusk. And I had no idea of boating skills, but I tell you one thing. That was when I was so thankful that you knew how to read buoys and go which way the flashing lights went. The bridge was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous. And, and I really admire your boating skills, but the shore never looks so good. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> but I, it was amazing. It was amazing. I did not know that you were so versed in, in nautical skills. So I was really impressed. Well, that just goes to my upbringing. Because you didn't do anything until you were prepared to do it. Good. You know? Um, I don't know. I couldn't have had the boat for more than a year or two. Right. At that time. Right. That would have been 2007 or eight, somewhere in there. Something like that. Um, and it was a little spooky. I hadn't been in the harbor. Uh-huh. I mean, it, to those of you, I've got a little flats boat. So we weren't in a, we weren't in a big boat. We were in a 16-foot, 16, 16 9-inch flats boat. Um and I was kind of nervous about it. I knew we put in Shim Creek. Right. Just 
idled out Shim Creek between all the you restaurants did. and all. Right. Uh, and then you can you can go one of two ways, and that's either right. You can go at the bottom. Uh, I guess it it'd be the top end of Crab Bank. There's a small cut there. Right. But there's a huge mud bank off to the right towards the golf course. Right. So at that time, I wasn't comfortable enough to go through there at night. I'll run it in the daytime, no problem. But at nighttime, I was just a little bit iffy. But you can turn left and run up around all the uh, docks uh-huh. there behind Crab Bank and then come across into the – and normally my – if I put in Shim Creek at night, I was going dock light trout fishing. So I'd go all the way up and cut in behind Sullivan's Island. Okay. And go back at the intercoastal water and fish. So making the right-hand turn out into the harbor at night was a little bit on my part. I wasn't near as comfortable as you make me sound <laughs> or confident. But I wanted you wanted to see the bridge. I did. And, yes. I, and you had never been out on my boat before. That's right. And, yeah, we made it out to the bridge, and it we was did. beautiful. It was. Uh-huh. And... And and for you aspiring seamen, red right returning is the rule of thumb. Okay. If you're coming in from the ocean, you keep red buoys on your right. Red right returning from the sea. It's just a simple okay. rule. And, of course, if you're coming inland going out to sea, your red buoys would be on your left. Right. So it's right. just a reverse thing. Well. So it's it's not quite as complicated as you make it sound. <laughs> But being out in Charleston Harbor, and of course, at that time, there probably wasn't near as much boat traffic as it is now. Right. But yeah, it was kind of disconcerting taking yeah. that turn out into the harbor and in a small boat at night with my mom and my daughter on it. All right. But it worked out well, it and did. it's a memory that I keep. <laughs> I'm glad. Because <laughs> you, you do not, you are not fond of the water. No, well, I've never learned to swim. Yeah. And so that if, if you don't know how to swim, you, you just have this innate fear. Right. And so I'll let my ankles go in. <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to worry about shark bites if you still see your toes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I do like my toes. You do like your toes. Well, that's interesting. I would have never picked that one. Well, I was very impressed. Still am. Good. I'm glad. Just don't ask my wife about all the time to run out of gas. Well, thank goodness you didn't that night. <laughs> uh, one of the earliest memories I have of the outdoors, other than just being you know, out there just running around like two wild Indians or whatever, uh-huh. was y'all gave Paul a shotgun for Christmas. Yeah. A yeah. 410 single shot. Yeah. I had a fit. He says, he's not ready for it, Dad. He's not ready for it. Dad. Yes, he is. Okay. And, of course, we weren't allowed to go hunting by ourselves. Dad worked, and you worked, but your hours were a little different than his. Right. And uh, I remember you taking... Paul, squirrel hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul had already had the squirrel pegged. I mean, he knew which, he knew which <laughs> squirrel he was going after. Uh, he probably had it timed down to when the squirrel was going to come out of the tree and all. But I remember, and this is just hilarious. <laughs> uh, we were sitting there. It was a dead tree. Yeah. I think it was a dead red oak, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. And, and this goes back. So this is like 1970. Two seventy one, seventy two. This goes back a long time. It does. Um, squirrel came out of the tree. I heard the click of the hammer. I heard the gun go off. Squirrel hit the ground, and Mom goes, "What? What? I don't think you realize he was actually going to shoot the squirrel." I kept telling him, "Don't shoot him! Don't shoot him! Don't shoot him!" Bam. <laughs> I was proud of it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
was it was a learning experience. It was it was. But I remember Mom going. I just don't think she really expected Paul to pull the trigger on that squirrel. <laughs> I, I think as much as shock for you as it was for Paul. <laughs> uh, I got used to it though. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I kept taking y'all around. You did. So and and another and another thing, we always ate what we shot. Yes. Yes. The squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrels. Yeah. Fried rabbit. Yeah. You made us. You made us actually quit squirrel hunting because you didn't like the look of a squirrel. You kind of overgrown rat or a small possum. <laughs> so tell people that they might have to eat it one of these days. Well, that's fine. I mean, squirrel itself was good. It was very good. But but just the look of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we didn't need it. No. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I, I remember getting the click of the gun, the gun go off, and I I really don't think Mom was ready for that. Yeah. I don't think I ever have seen you shoot anything. No. Oh, we we went, but, uh, but well, by the we time I came along, we started hunting. We were deer hunting. That's true. And there yeah. weren't many deer around. That's we were, true. you know, right. But right. yeah, squirrels were abundant. Quail were, were abundant. Rabbits. Yeah. And we we had a lot of small game growing up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul was the even the neighbor's duck. <laughs> I had to get you and Paul on here to talk about that one. Yes, we will. <laughs> you know, looking back on that, I mean, he was out of season. He was using lead shot. Of course, I don't know if the, I don't know if the mandatory. It might have been okay to shoot lead shot back then. That was just hilarious. Yeah, that was funny. And that I think Paul and I talked about that yeah, last year. Did you really? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, that was one of my years. All right. Okay. And <clears throat> one of the sweetest um, memories, and I have pictures of this, of you when you were a youth, was um, when you got your first camouflage outfit. Okay. And your hat. And did you have a? Is that when Dad gave you the gun? I don't think I had a gun. You yet. didn't have. You had a, maybe a, a air rifle or something, yeah, BB gun. Yeah. And um, so I had got the camera, and it was fall. The yeah. leaves were beautiful. Yep. And we walked all, all around over the place. and and took pictures mm-hmm. of you. And we have one with you framed by the background of the pond and framed by leaves. Yeah. And and the sun is right right on you, you know. And that is the most precious picture. And we have one of you sitting down with your hat on mm-hmm. your rifle. Yeah. And uh, we had such a good outing that day. We walked all over we that place. We walked all over the place. And made pictures and enjoyed things. That was, I was I had actually Paul's 410. Oh, did with you? With a slug in okay. it. I remember the gun. And I was, what, six years old, seven years old? Something like that, Something yeah. Something like that? Yeah. And, maybe uh, seven, maybe seven. Yeah, we'd, we'd go walking. I remember we walked... We walked by the old barn and mm-hmm. house on the hill mm-hmm. and into the edge of Mr. Frank Cato's field. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. edge of that field was sandy, and there were actually some deer tracks in the sand. I remember there were some okay. deer tracks there. Okay. And and back in those days, folks, you know, seeing a deer track was, you know, the hair stood up on the back of your neck, and it was like a deer has been here. Yeah. I think because you just, they're just, they hadn't proliferated out of Sumter National Forest yet. Right. Um, but, yeah, we, that was a great walk. It was, was, it was, really it was one of those just... <clears throat> Just one of those fall days that you just, I mean, just the colors, the mm-hmm. temperature, everything mm-hmm. was just great. But right. I, I can see that picture. I think we used that in our wedding video when Debbie and I, I got think married. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what that was a real. That came out really well. Yeah, that, that stuck in my mind. That stuck in. Yeah. Out. Um. <clears throat> okay, but okay, boys and girls, you are an aspiring deer hunter. You have your first gun at this point. Dad had given me a single shot 20 gauge. No, actually, I was using the old Winchester 3220. 
Okay, I don't know. Which was a gun that had been passed down from Uncle Frank to Granddaddy Metz to like Dad yeah. to Paul. I guess Paul's got it now. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to go deer hunting. And there again, my deer stand was up an oak tree. You walked out a little limb, and the limb split, and I had about three boards nailed together that was a seat. Mm-hmm. But I was too young to go by myself. So... Who gets up to go deer hunting with me, but mom. And we go to my deer stand, and I, I'll hold, mom, what are you going to do? Well, I'll find something to do. I'll find something to do. And so I, okay, whatever. And I climbed up and uh, climbed up the oak tree, had some boards <laughs> nailed to the, the steps, and <laughs> got settled into my deer stand such that you could get settled on a couple of two-by-fours. And turned around looking for mom on the ground, and she wasn't there. She's about 10 feet up in a tree behind me. <laughs> I just shocked him too. He almost fell out of the tree. Almost fell out of <laughs> How in the world did you get up in the tree? And I, I mean, you just don't think of your mom climbing a tree. The only two things we were allowed to do inside was when it was raining, we could play basketball in one of the rooms. We took a coat hanger, bent it, jammed it in the door jam, and played basketball right, in the bedroom. Right. And we were allowed to roller skate in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> Around the table. <laughs> you practice your high jumps yes, in the kitchen, too. Yes, we checked our high jumps. Yeah, there's there's a, a a wall, a partial wall in the kitchen across the top, of the, and it's got still got fingerprints to this day. Right. And we also had the, the measuring chart, the yeah. height measuring chart mm-hmm. on the wall. Right. Um, she has been a wonderful... Grandmother to five granddaughters. Absolutely. Which is a reward for having two boys. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes. Uh, she actually taught Latin to three of her granddaughters. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, and all five of them stayed with you. In fact, my 12-year-old still comes down right. once every other week and stays a few hours yeah. with you. That's why we get so young. Had, had young people <laughs> around you. That's right. So that's a little bit about my mom. Um, maybe I can convince Dad to come in next year. I'll lean on them nice. really hard. That's I'll right. lean on them really hard. I'll say I'll save Dad for next year. Um, but it was she was. Um, I know I'm here because she spent so many days on her knees. I did. That's probably the only way I survived. Exactly. Because I did some really stupid things growing up. Well, we all do that. <laughs> we do survive by prayer. <laughs> we do. Uh, I have logged and, and to be to not be a traveling salesman. I have put a ton of miles on the road. Every year, whether it's to go hunting, to go out west, to travel with my family, to us to travel with the radio show. And for those of you who have a mom like this, you know exactly the kind of lady I'm talking about. Well, you're awfully complimentary. But, Roger, you and Paul both have been such blessings. And your wives and uh, our little granddaughters. And I've had a wonderful uh, husband and parents. And also, I've really lived a blessed life. Yeah, we have. We yeah. really have. But this show is all about memories. Yeah. And, you know, when I was thinking back of, of what, there are some that vividly stood, stood out in my mind and yes. some that you say stood out in your mind. That's and, right. And I try to kind of bend these to the outdoors, but if they're not, that's fine because, you know, holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas is when you're around your family, you sit around the table, and it always goes back to things that happened Oh, five years ago. Do you remember this? And ten, and it's that way at our house. Most of the time at Thanksgiving and Christmas, the conversation always goes back. 
Right. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and, and we laugh and we have a good time remembering and all. And and that's what I kind of want to mirror on the show on Thanksgiving because a lot of families are just gotten up for the table and they're laying around the couch watching football. And they probably did the same thing we do. Right. Right. I've found out <clears throat> since I've gotten older that um, my memories go back when you were, were small, with children and all. Yeah. As you've grown up, it seems like the the really memories that I should have, you were visiting, we were visiting, that's we right. didn't have that That's many. exactly and right. That's the way life should be. Yeah, that's probably the way everybody does. Right. But anyway, as a gentleman that you raised, I'll let you go first. Thank you. <clears throat> well, what I did is I, I thought about back years past and uh what came to my mind really striking that's what i wrote down okay but when you were a little boy three of them went together one of them was the garden you remember the garden oh yes i loved the garden you loved the garden he loved picking the squash and the cucumbers and the sweetest picture we have is you're sitting by the cucumber row and you have this big basket of cucumbers that you right. couldn't carry. No. But but you were saying they're loving picking those cucumbers. Uh, let me... Hey, <coughs> when, when we say Excuse garden, uh, this is a Chester County garden. Yes. This is not the five rows <laughs> by 20 feet I have in my backyard today. Look, we had a tractor. We had disc harrow. We had cultivators. You know, we had hoes. And and, and we had a garden that was probably almost really? an acre. Mm-hmm. It was really big. And and we canned and we froze mm-hmm. and we ate that mm-hmm. all year long. Mm-hmm. And we did it again the next year. So mm-hmm. it was not. When when we say cucumber patch, I'm in the cucumber <laughs> patch. <laughs> That's why the basket was so full. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, along with that, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> is the calves. Oh. We were raising calves <laughs> at that time. And uh, you had one favorite called Penelope. Yes. And she was your pet. And one day, I missed you. And I looked out towards the pasture, uh, in the pump house, and, and Penelope was laying on the ground. And Roger had his head on Penelope's belly, and he was asleep. They both were asleep. So I, that was the picture that came to my mind. Penelope was, she was spoiled rot. She was. <laughs> she was. We would go out there, and it was, it was Butch. Right. Which was our beagle yeah. and Penelope mm-hmm. and me. Mm-hmm. And Dad had, at all times, he had different kinds of cow feed. Yes. So it might be the little pellet stuff or it might be sweet feed. Now, for those of you not familiar with sweet feed, sweet feed has molasses in mm-hmm. it. Oh. And it had <laughs> oats. And, good. Oh, yeah, it had oats and wheat and, you know, whatever else. So picture this, me with a bucket of whatever feed I could get hold of and Butch got a little bit, and he liked it, and Penelope got a little bit, and he, she liked it, and I got a little bit, and I liked it. So, <laughs> any lasting effects in my life could come from the effects of sweet feed. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Maybe that's why you're so good at this, the sweet feed. And the, and the third thing that goes with that is when we had the snow and, and ice formed over it, we slid it all the way down the pasture. So those three things sort of went together. So that's what I included in my memories. Um, yeah, the garden. The garden was a big thing for us. Yes. We we planted it. We watered it. We weeded it. Mm-hmm. We harvested it, and we canned it and froze it and froze it. And so, and, and, and to go along with that, you know, John and Renee Feaster and Toby mm-hmm. would come over and oh, we yes. we'd shuck corn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we'd play the Beatles. Yeah. We take the silk and put it on our head and pretend we're the Beatles. 
I, it, that's one of those things that's just emblazoned on my mind right there in the corner of the porch laying amongst right. I don't know how many ears of corn and we had all this corn soak all over us and all I know yeah and uh yeah but <clears throat> is that all three that yes got? that's the three that, no and I have more <laughs> oh okay oh, I okay, have more good. that I just clenched that, those together. Clenched together that was one you know <clears throat> the garden Penelope what was the third one uh sliding down the ice let me tell you what wow the the farm in Chester sits the house sits up on a little knoll and the big pasture, what we always call the big pasture, mm-hmm. slopes away out in front mm-hmm. to the pond. Mm-hmm. The pond is 300 yards from the house. So, yeah. Now, I know that because you have Google Earth. And you can go Google oh. Earth and you can put drop a pin at the house and go to the pond. is 300 yards. And when that snow, because we had some big snows back We did. Then. We have one picture of you. It's up to your knees. Yeah. But you were a little boy, I was boy a little too. boy. So, you know. Kind of comparisons a little bit, yeah. It was still deep, but that froze over. The pond froze over. You could sled from the house Mm -hmm. to the pond over 300 yards. Yeah. And you didn't do it but two or three times because you had to walk back up. (laughs) But, yeah. That was amazing. That was an amazing Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. We don't have it now. No, we don't have it now. But that's my first one. That's your first one. Yes. And those are vivid. And, And I can remember that picture. And I don't know if I remember that picture because... I remember seeing the picture because I remember how much fun I had in the mm-hmm. cucumber patch. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the time the snake showed up in the cucumber patch? No, I don't okay. remember that. No, I remember the time I was picking cucumbers. It was just a corn snake. Mm-hmm. The okay. corn snakes looked like copperheads. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't think my feet touched the ground until I got to the house. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I was just a little kid, you know. Uh, anyway, well, my, you know, I, in coming up with mine, I, I wondered what I wanted to talk about. And I have some ideas. But I want to get to the biggest one first. Dad didn't hunt. Right. Obviously, you didn't hunt. No, I didn't. But in those years after we moved from Chester to Greenville, during the deer season, y'all would get up on Saturday morning at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. We would drive to Chester. So I could go deer hunt. Why? Why did, to, 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 I know, I know y'all enjoy going to Chester, don't get me wrong, because that was uh-huh. your home and, and mm-hmm. your first place when, you know, that's the first place y'all really owned and it's still in the family now. Why would y'all get up at four o'clock in the morning on cold mornings? I remember some of those mornings, you know, I didn't stay in the stand, but maybe 45 minutes or an hour. Uh-huh. And when I say stand, I'm talking about a couple of <coughs> two by sixes nailed up into a tree. Because I didn't have the clothes for it, my I get my hands would turn blue. I get cold. As parents, what made y'all get up at that unearthly hour of the morning to drive an hour and a half to let me go hunting and then drive back at lunchtime? Well, <clears throat> I love for one thing. And two, we you had energy and you had interest, and uh, so it was worth doing that for you. And um, three, it gave us a chance to go over there too. Okay. But we had to give you the opportunity to to have experiences and use up that energy. And if you got a deer or something, that was that was worthwhile too. So it was love. Okay. Love. I, I never knew. You know, I remember those mornings that we'd get up, <clears throat> and it always seemed to be just ice cold. I don't know. Maybe that was just the mornings I remembered. I don't remember the mornings mm-hmm. where I sat up there. It was nice and pleasant. 
But I remember one morning in particular, we got up, drove to Chester. I don't know what y'all did when I went deer hunting, but I remember I had, there was a forked pine tree. Mm-hmm. You remember you went down below the loading pen, up across the hill, right. there was a forked pine tree over there. I had, Dad had helped me nail up a couple of boards between the two pine trees and laid a couple across. And it was so cold. I didn't, I don't think I stayed more than 45 minutes. I don't think the mm-hmm. sun was barely up yet. Yeah. And I came yeah. back in. And I remember that morning it just being so cold. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, why in the world would they get up and drive and three hour drive going and coming for me to knowing that I probably wasn't going to last very long? But you did it anyway. Well, I think your dad would have done most anything for you all or for me. And um, just he gave you that opportunity. He would do that for you. And that's one thing I parents today you have to give kids the opportunity you know too often you know it was easy for y'all i mean it was a different lifetime we're talking the mid 70s 80s different world altogether but y'all made that kind of effort back then parents today can make the same kind of effort right times have really changed though um people are, are so busy uh you you have to just make time to do things like that and, of course, we were blessed with the place in right. Chester. Um, and we had ties over there. Yeah. And um, I, I would think that for a long time we felt like that was home, sure. even though we lived here in Greenville. Right. That, that was home. Yeah. And uh, I think we all enjoyed going back oh, over yeah. there. We did. We did. We had oil heaters. Yeah, yeah So we'd exactly. go there and light the oil, you'd, yeah. you'd light the oil heater yeah. and it'd heat up a kitchen and you'd just sit in there. And that was the, that was another thing about coming back from deer hunting. I knew it was going to be just uh-huh. nice and toasty, and I'd get over there in the corner of the rocking chair and could just unthaw. Right. right. <laughs> well, I think, you know, we've run a little bit here. Let's let's uh, let's go to the bottom of the hour break, take that break, come back, share a couple more, right. laugh a little more. Right. And just relive some memories. Love it. All right. Love Hang on it. through the break. We'll be back with more Woods and Water, South Carolina. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 